Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Today is our second episode in a series all about helping you be the best mom that you can be. Now, if you are new to Your Life Rocks, I want to welcome you to Your Life Rocks, to this podcast, which is called Redefining Balance for Working Moms. Your Life Rocks is really much bigger than just this podcast. Did you know you can download a free app called Your Life Rocks from inside your iTunes app store or from Google Play? Now, when you get this free app, you're going to have access to a free course called Weekly Success Planning plus a lot of other great tools and resources, including our monthly lifestyle guide, where you can find tips and inspiration for all eight areas of life. Now, if you're ready to learn the systems to help you create more balance in your life, you can also upgrade to Life Balance Membership right inside of the app or go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more about all of the courses, member-exclusive podcasts, resources, and so much more available to our members. Now, I'm really excited about today's guest that we have on because As a mom, there are times that I get angry. There are times that emotion tends to take over in my motherhood, and I don't love it so much. It's never in alignment with my intentions of who I want to be for my kids as a mom. And today we are joined by Natalie Hickson, and she's going to be sharing with us some tips on how we can combat overwhelm and how we can really help to control our anger in a healthy way so that we can be the best moms for our kids. Now, Natalie Hickson, she's a wife and a mom. She's also an author and a certified professional life coach. Her mission and passion is to help discouraged and burnout Christian moms overcome destructive anger so that they can enjoy being a wife and a mom. Natalie and her husband and her three daughters live in beautiful Bozeman, Montana, which we talk a little bit about in this episode. But what I love most about Natalie is, you guys, she's very transparent about her anger issues as a mom and you know, when other people are transparent, it allows us to be transparent so that we can really be vulnerable and move forward and have the courage to be able to get the help that we need. Now, Natalie and I talk about this in the episode, but being angry is not a sin. Like it's, there's nothing bad about being angry, but it's about what we do when we get angry. And as a mom, you probably have already experienced there are going to be times when you're going to get angry. So I hope in this episode, you're going to walk away with the tools and resources that you need in order to be successful and being healthy with the anger that comes with motherhood. Now, let's get into my interview with Natalie Hickson. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited for the discussion that we have today. I know you have a ton of wisdom that you're going to be sharing with us, and I can't (laughs) wait to learn from you. But before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, sure. So I am a mom of three girls. They are 9, 12, and 16. And I married my high school sweetheart. And we live up in Bozeman, Montana, where we love just skiing in the winter and hanging out in the woods in the summer. And we like to travel and and then for what I actually do is I'm a life coach who helps moms work through destructive anger and burnout. 
And I think that we can all relate to having both burnout and anger. Yes. <laughs> Bozeman is such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Yes. Oh, we love it here. I, I'm a Montana girl. I've grown up here my whole life. So, and I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to ask how much snow is on the ground right now? We're recording this in February. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just been dumped on lately. Uh, I would say there's probably two or three feet right now. And then up in the mountains, even more. And the skiing's been epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Now, living where you live and raising three girls that are preteen, teenager in that age range, talk to me a little bit about how you balance your work and kids and, and all of the other things that life throws at us. Totally. Yeah. So we have a unique situation. We are a homeschool family, but I am not the teacher. Uh, my husband and I both work from home. He does some stuff in town, but mainly he's home. And my kids go to school at my mom's house, who they, she is their teacher. Um, worked out really cool. She wanted to teach them. I was like, go for it. So it's kind of like we're a homeschool family, but I... I'm a full-time working mom without my kids at home. It's, it's interesting, but it's really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What a blessing. That's incredible. That's really, really awesome. So today we're going to be talking about overwhelm and anger. What made you kind of pick this as your specialty in, in an area that you really focus in on? It's funny because I never would have thought years ago that this is what I would be doing. Uh, I love coaching and I really felt led to be a coach and went through different things to get there, including life coach school. But as far as the topic, that just kind of fell in my lap. I have always been an angry person and I'll share that with you a little bit more in a minute. But I was at a business mastermind and one of the women and I got to talking about our motherhood journeys and anger. And she looks at me, she's like, you need to be coaching moms through this stuff. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And, and so I started to just kind of follow that lead and, and research a little more and started reaching out and talking to moms about it. And sure enough, it was definitely a need in the marketplace. So here I am. That's amazing. That's amazing. And what, a, what an amazing thing, you know, you, I think a lot of us can look around at our current career situation and be like, I never would have thought that this is what I would end up doing. <laughs> but you know, that's the beauty of life and the journey that we're on is that God just opens up windows and doors and introduces us to different opportunities. And if we're brave enough to walk through them, then we can really be living into our purpose. Yeah, it's cool because I look at the beginning of that with children and when I was so angry in the past and I'm like, wow, this was just like my schooling for what I do today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Now, I know that when you're talking about anger, you talk about two different types of anger, destructive anger and regular anger. I always thought that there was just anger. So <laughs> share with us kind of the difference between those two. Yeah, absolutely. So anger... Anger is our friend. That's what I tell people. Ah. It's really anger, disgust, sadness, those negative emotions that we view that we try so desperately to get rid of as soon as possible. They're really great for us. They're there to warn us and move us into an action. And we need to really feel anger. All moms, you know, we get frustrated and angry. It's natural. It's a natural emotion. And we need to stop, breathe, and tune into it. But when we look at 
at anger and destructive anger, anger is really when you're frustrated and maybe you raise your voice. If you're a mom, most likely you have rose your voice at your kids and trying to get their attention or just a little bit out of frustration, right? And that's normal anger, okay? The destructive anger is when we're looking at screaming out of rage, spanking out of anger, um, just uncontrollably. We're threatening the kids. We are belittling them or our husbands even. There was moments I can remember flying into a rage and basically kind of checking out and not even realizing what was coming out of me. And then I would come back in almost like an out-of-body experience is how I explain it. Like, it's just crazy. Like you just check out and you come back in and you're just like, what just happened to me? What did I just do to my kids? And it's, it's a very out of control and scary feeling um, when you come back to realize what you're doing. And so it's really a very destructive and hurtful action that you're taking towards your kids or your husband or anybody for that matter. Whereas just normal frustration and the feeling of anger or something makes you think you're angry. That's all healthy, normal stuff we can process. It's this destructive end that I really work in. So now when we're talking about destructive anger, you know, I'm thinking about the different types of personalities that are out there and, and the different types of ways that as moms, we show up or, you know, as people, we show up. And I know some people are a little bit more like when their anger, their destructive anger shows up, it tends to be a little bit more explosive. And people, there's people like me who my destructive anger, I feel like is more like of a passive aggressiveness, but I still feel like that that would be destructive. Do you agree or where do you see a passive aggressive in that? Yep, I absolutely do. And I do coach women with passive aggressive behavior and there's a little bit more threats and um, I guess belittling that goes on. Even if it's not words, the actions can be just as strong by you not talking, by you pushing them away and acting like something's not happening or just being kind of cold, you know, that all of that stuff can also be very destructive to our relationships and tuning in to that and helping us work through and process why are we feeling this way? Why aren't we wanting to actually, um, a lot of cases in that way, it's not wanting to have conflict and wanting to make the other person feel isolated. Uh, it's, it's really an interesting, different look at destructive behavior, but it definitely can be destructive. Now, the next question I have for you. So obviously, in your mom journey, you probably never set out that intention to be like, I'm going to be the mom who screams at my kids. <laughs> and I never set out to say, I'm going to be the mom that like is passive aggressive and gets kind of like, secretly annoyed, but they can tell that I'm annoyed and frustrated with them. So what, what's that disconnect between our intention of the mom that we want to be and then the way we show up? Like, why don't we just be the mom that we want to be in our intention? I think part of it really comes from how our patterns and beliefs were set up in the beginning. What we, what we recognize as processing an emotion and how we can work through that. So often what we feel is this, this bad feeling and we've been taught, like many of us have been taught. I don't know. I, I know I did this with my kids. I don't know if it ever happened to anyone listening, 
but maybe your parents looked at you or you look at your kids and they're unhappy or they're upset, they're angry and you look at them and you're like, what is wrong? What's wrong with you? Why are you acting this way? Mm-hmm. Right? And so we, we internalize and, and we might not be coming from this place like there's something wrong with you. But that's how it's perceived into our subconscious. There's something wrong with us for feeling a negative emotion. And because of that, we need to get rid of it as quickly as possible so we can gain approval from our parents or so our kids can gain approval from us, right? So we have to get rid of that and and it causes friction because the more we resist those feelings, the more upset we get, the more unvalidated. We really need to feel validated in our emotions. And we start to experience these other behaviors because we don't know how to get out of it. And so we'll end up exploding or we'll end up just completely closing off to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I know for me, like, you know, my passive aggressive, and I'll just be real transparent. This is what it looks like for me is I will be in the middle of doing something or mostly doing something. And then my (laughs) kids will ask for something or they'll you know, just something simple. Like I can't find my shoes. Can you help me find them? And I will just get so angry (laughs) and I'll be like, Oh, why do I have to do everything for you? And then I'll drop everything. And then I just get like, I don't yell at them or anything, but I stomp around the house and I'm like, Oh, you know, and Mm -hmm. most of the times now I'm noticing as my kids are getting older, if they ask me for something and I start to take on that, that mode, they're like, "Never mind, Don't worry about it. Never mind." And I don't want my kids to be kids that are like tiptoeing around things or feel like they can't express themselves. And, you know, we try to talk about it openly afterwards when I'm in a better place, but it's just never my intention to be that way. And I pray about it and I think about it and I'm just like, okay, we, I need to control my emotions a little bit more because I never want them to feel like or become codependent people. Like they can't, like other people's emotions around them are dictating the way that they show up. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And there's so much there. Like part of that is our mindset and expectations, right? So we think, oh, not another thing. Can you not see that I'm busy? Why can't you do this for yourself? Why can't you figure this out? And why? It's because of who they are and where they're at in their development, right? And I'm totally guilty of doing this myself. You just get to a point where you're like, really? One more thing? Can you just deal with it, please? And we get caught up in this frustration and this negative mindset of why can't, why can't, why can't, right? And then we do, we make them feel like they're incompetent or they're not good enough. And really, we're just trying to empower them. And then our own feelings, we need to be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, this is frustrating. It's okay. This is a frustrating moment, but it's not a big deal. And what happens in the breakdown there is we really essentially are making our kids feel like they're the problem when they're not the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what I try to teach the, mo- the moms that I work with is we want to help our kids understand that there are challenges, but they are not the challenges. So we have to... Um, our kids leave their shoes in the hallway, right? And we get upset. I've asked you 15 times to please put your shoes away. Okay, so let's stop there. First of all, it's okay that you're upset. That's frustrating. There's a pain point there. Of course, you're going to be upset with that. So you self-validate. Okay, of course, I'm going to be upset. This is annoying. This is frustrating. And then you start to breathe and you calm down, right? Then you look, okay, get the kid's attention. And you're like, you know what? I got upset. It's not, you You are not the problem. The situation is a problem, but you're awesome. Like you're a great kid. 
can you just follow through with what I've asked you to do? So we're really disassociating the kids from the mistake is what I, I don't like to say mistakes, but just quote unquote mistake. So they're understanding they're not the mistake. It's just a challenge we have to work through. And then we have this other side of us where we're like, okay, we have to work through, this is what having kids is. This is them learning. Kids learn by repetition. Therefore, we have to repeat ourselves. So (laughs) there's so much there. But when we feel overwhelmed with life in general, when we have negative mindset and belief patterns that have been set up and that we've been drifting through life basically with these things, any little small thing will set you off because you haven't really tuned in to recognize. You've just seen by behavior and patterns from your parents, from other adults as you were growing up. This is how you are supposed to process anger. This is how you're supposed to process sadness. This is how you process disgust. This is how you process joy, you know, and we're not supposed to stay in these negative places, which I agree. We don't want to sit and wallow in the negative emotions, but we definitely want to validate ourselves that that child inside of us. We want to validate that feeling so we can tune and go, why am I feeling this? And how can I be productive through this emotion? Now, when we're working through these emotions, because this is like my big fear, right? Is that I, I can see my behavior and the way that I was parented. And I don't want my kids to then, you know, repeat these same processes. I want them to be more emotionally and mentally advanced than I am, more developed and being able to, you know, really process their emotions in a healthier way. So at what point, maybe it's an age or, or maybe it's not, I don't know, but how do we, as we're working through our own emotions, include our kids in that so that we can be leading them by example? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's first, again, going back to you tuning in. So let's use another example. Your kids are fighting, okay? And you're really upset and you just want it to stop. So you have to, at this point, in a healthy way to go through this. Let's say you go through and you scream at them, okay? And you start raging. You just stop, stop, stop. So then there's one scenario and then there's another scenario where you go into the same situation and you, you're breathing on your way into it and you're like, okay, everybody separate, okay? So I'm telling you two scenarios because I'm going to walk you down two ways to deal with this. Okay. The way that when you're just upset and angry and one that you've gone through destructive anger because both ways you're going to model stuff to your kids in a healthy way. We're going to get you through the destructive part and still end up recovering with them. So the healthy way is you're feeling frustrated. You hear the fight, you start breathing, you start validating yourself. Okay, you know what? This is frustrating. Anybody be upset at this moment. It's okay that I'm angry. There's nothing wrong with me for this. So you breathe, you go to your kids. You're like, okay, everybody time out. And so you get the kids separated and you're, you're walking through it. And I know I'm not trying to make this like simplistic, like all of a sudden they're just going to stop, look at you and go like, okay, I'll go to my room. I know there's challenges involved <laughs> yes, <mom>. there. <laughs> right. So, and there's ways to work through that as well, but I'm just, for the sake of example, I'm going to walk through this in a simplistic way. Perfect. So you get everyone to separate, including yourself. And you calm down, you breathe, you think about the situation. How do I want to handle this? And maybe for you, you'll recover quicker because you weren't involved in the fight. You're just annoyed by the fight, right? So once everyone's calmed down, then you can go talk to the kids together or individually and you start saying, okay, what happened? What's going on? And you help the kids articulate what was happening for them. You don't, you don't look at them and go, well, you were right and you were wrong. You just let them 
talk about how they were feeling and what was going on for them and let them express themselves and help them if they're having a hard time, put words to the emotion they were feeling. Oh, you are feeling angry. Oh, you are feeling sadness. You know, so you help them put those emotions and words together and say, it's okay that you were feeling that way, but how you carried out your feeling and your actions from that, that's what we need to work through. Right. And so then you start this positive conversation. You're validating your kids. You're helping them understand their emotions and how to work through this process. Now, let's go to you raged and you experienced destructive anger and you've hurt your kids' feelings um, and maybe even physically hurt them. So once everyone's calmed down in that, that process, you go and you sit down and you look at your child and you say, you take responsibility before anything else. You take responsibility for your actions and you tell them, you know what? Mama was angry. It's totally okay that I was angry. That's a normal emotion that I'm going to feel. But how I treated you because of my anger, that was what, where I did wrong. So please forgive me for that action. And then you talk about the situation. You ask how they were feeling. You validate that they were okay for how they felt, but their actions, maybe their actions need a consequence. And in that case, we always give consequences after recovery. And I'll get to that in a second. So you make, you make amends with your kids. You help them again, express how they were feeling, put words to their emotions. And I like to add some physical touch in there, a hug, putting my hand on their back or their knee, something to just have another connection point with them, right? So you're just resolving the situation, working through it in a healthy way. And then at that point, you can carry on the consequence if there needs to be one. My kids know that if I get upset and we haven't worked through something and I say, you're not going to your friend's house tonight because of what's going on right now, or give me your phone, you've lost it for a week. If I ever threaten in that way, they know it's not a real threat. I've told them, I'm like, I promise if I ever say anything out of anger, that's not a real thing. Once we resolve, we'll, t- we'll deal with the consequences because it's really important for your kids to see you take responsibility. And if you dish out a consequence in the middle of your anger and you force them to do something while you're still angry, it's not going to get the same point across to your kids as if you work through it and then they come to this conclusion. Well, yeah, mom, you're right. I probably shouldn't have been on my phone at midnight last night. So I can understand why you would take it away from me for a day, you know, so they're in a better place to process and understand. That's so good. I love that these these steps that you talk about. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned it in both scenarios, is kind of validating, whether it's validating how they feel, validating how you feel. Is that one of the the main keys? Because we talked earlier about today or in our conversation about negative emotions and acknowledging those negative emotions. So how important is validating in that process? It's so important because we all need to feel like we are accepted and there's nothing wrong with us. It just drives me crazy that society is placed that there's this, you're broken for feeling something and that we should always be happy. It's like we, what happens is if you're not working through your, your emotions, you're tuning out and you're finding something to make yourself feel better because you don't know how to process the emotion. 
So if you're angry, you might scream because it feels better. It helps you feel like you've released this thing inside of you that's so angry. If you're sad or depressed, you might go sit on social media or go drink or go eat because it makes you feel better. And what essentially what we're doing there is we're avoiding processing the emotion and really thinking through what is going on. These, these negative emotions are speed bumps to get us to stop and breathe and tune in. What's going on for us? Why am I feeling this way? I'm normal for having an emotion. And I'll tell you that the more that we discover and process through our negative emotions, the better the positive emotions like joy and love, those things get more intense and more amazing because we've, we can feel it more. We can process it on another level and we're not being bogged down by all these negative things that we're trying to just stay away from. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I do feel like there are just, you know, these just kind of, I don't want to say stereotypes. That's probably not the right word, but you know, when we talk about like negative emotions, it's almost like a, you shouldn't have those. Like that's Mm -hmm. not something that you should have. You're bad if you have them or you're uncontrollable if you have them or you're unchristian if you have them. And mm-hmm. last night I was in a Bible study um, that I'm in for for leaders in our church, and we were talking about anger and how anger is like one of those things. It's just another emotion, and God got angry, and it's it's mm-hmm. not anger itself is not bad. What you do in your anger can lead to sin, or it cannot lead to sin. But the mm-hmm. emotion itself is not bad. Now. Yes. What tips do you have for moms that are dealing with anger that maybe they, you know, like we said, anger is not a bad thing, but you know, maybe they're, what they're doing with their anger is, is not so great. And I know we've already covered a few of these as far as breathing and validating and diffusing the situation and being that example for your kids. Are there any other tips that we, that we missed? So one of the things that I have my uh, clients work through is what I call a trigger tracker. And that is a stopping to process something that's happened, any negative emotion. Sure, we do a lot of anger with the trigger trackers, but I've had clients process many different events, sadness, disgust, different things like that. Because what we want to do is bring awareness to what's going on for us in those moments so we can look forward and go, oh, this is how I want to react in the future. And this is what you'll draw conclusions. Maybe you're upset. You get upset at your kids because the house is messy, but your husband's about to come home and you want it to be nice for him. But you didn't realize that in the moment. You were just angry at your kids because they weren't cleaning up and taking a step away and looking at it after you've calmed down and had a little more perspective you can see, oh, this is why I was getting upset, but that's not really a good reason to get upset. He'll be patient when he walks in the door. He knows like what what it's like having the kids home and all of this. So it's just drawing conclusions and creating more awareness. Some other things, some like tactical things is if you have, especially like littler kids, that calm down time that I talk about, That is a time where you can, um, I've known some people make calm down boxes. So you just get your, if you're starting to get really upset and frustrated, you have the kids pull out their calm down boxes and say, hey, we're going to do this. And there's a toy, there's snacks, maybe something in there that's totally distracting to them that they can only have in this moment. And some people are like, well, then you're rewarding them for being upset. I'm like, no, right now it's most important that we work on the calm down. 
the everybody's breathing, everyone's calming down, and then we can come back to work through the consequence later. Um, so that's one thing. We did the trigger tracker and the calm down. If you're in the store, another thing I like to tell moms, this is moms with like younger kids, right? If you're in a store and the kids are screaming or something like that's going on, I tell moms like, take your cart up to customer service and say, I'm going to leave this here. I will be back. I need to deal with the situation. The store people are going to be like, yeah, take care of your kid. (laughs) And so I would take my kids when this would happen out to the car and we'd have calm down period out there. Maybe they'd sit in the car while they were crying and I'd stand right outside and just do some breathing. But it's really that calm down, tune in and breathe. Breathing is huge because it resets your entire nervous system. It's really valuable and important. That's why we feel so much better when we start deep breathing. Now, when we're talking about the deep breathing, because and I want to talk, go back to the trigger tracker here in a moment, but I feel like the deep breathing thing is something that we're always told, but rarely do. (laughs) Um, So talk to us like what, in order to have the effect of, of what you get neurologically, physically, when you're doing the deep breathing, how long do we need to do that in order to find that effect? You know, I suggest three, three deep breaths at first, but there's different methods out there that you can use. One thing that I teach my clients that I've did not make up. I got from another source. I couldn't tell you what, I can't remember. <laughs> but I, you breathe in for four seconds and you hold the breath and you use your diaphragm, not your lungs. You hold the breath for seven seconds and then you blow out for eight seconds. And you want to breathe in with your nose and out through your mouth. And see what's happening is we have this bone in our brain. I'm I can't remember the name of it at the moment. Oh, it's the sphenoid bone. That's what it is. And it's apparently shaped like a butterfly and it massages your pituitary gland as you're breathing. Okay, like totally Ah. scientific here. So as you're deep breathing, you are rocking that back and forth. It's massaging the gland, which sends out the hormones to release and relax you, right? So that's how it resets your whole nervous system. And it's just really a cool thing how it works. And that's why I'm like, whenever you start to feel any type of frustration, let that trigger you to breathe. Just start deep breathing. You don't have to do the, the four, seven, eight thing. Just start taking deep breaths in general. Just start breathing and feel yourself relaxing and, and trigger that moment of breathing to tuning in to it's okay, validate. It's okay that you're frustrated. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling this way, you know, and then working through that process. That is incredible. I never knew that before mm-hmm. about the bone and the deeper in the massage. Like that is fascinating to me. Right? <laughs> that is incredible. You know, I know because there's so many people who are just like, roll your eyes like, yeah, yeah, take a deep breath. You know, yeah, like, exactly. it's actually doing something for you that you need. <laughs> and I, you know, it's funny. I think I totally think this is true in so many different things, but when you really understand the why of something, it makes it a lot easier to accept it and do it. And I think that that just did it for me. And as you were talking, I was even thinking, I have a Google watch and with like the Google fit, you can do like, it has like a deep breathing session where Mm -hmm. it like regulate, like it, you breathe with like the thing that moves. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, I could probably set up my Google assistant so I could say, okay, Google breathe. And it would bring that up. And then I could, you know, great tip. Yeah, totally. I'm going to see if that works. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if it'll work or not, but I think that might work and that would be a really good idea. Now I want to go back to the, the tracker before we, before we let you go, because you talked about how we can use that with anger, but really 
any emotions that we kind of need to process and work through. And I know so many of us as working moms, when we get stressed or we have emotions that we just don't know how to deal with or we don't want to deal with, we turn to stress eating or diving in further into work and becoming workaholics or whatever Mm. it might be. It might not always be yelling at our kids, but we have maybe some unhealthy coping mechanisms. So can you talk to us a little bit more about the tracker, how it works and where people can get it? Yeah, absolutely. So again, the tracker is there to help you tune in. And it's not something I suggest using in the moment. You're going to be too upset to sit down or write something out in the moment anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So what you can do is after you've calmed down and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's after bedtime or something and you have some quiet time or in the morning, you go back and think about, okay, there was this time I really let my kids have it. I screamed at them and why was I so upset? So it prompts you with different questions to ask you how you were feeling, what was going on for you in the moment, what needs of yours weren't being met and what do you want this to look like in the future the next time something like this happens? So and just kind of helps you process and work through that so you can create more awareness because awareness is really a huge thing. We have to have awareness of what's going on for us. Why are we getting upset? And the more awareness we create, the more awareness we have in the moments that we are starting to rise and get frustrated. That is incredible. I think that that is going to be such a useful tool. I can't wait to use it. Now, where do people (laughs) get their hands on this tool? Yeah. So it's at nataliehickson.com and then YLR for your life rocks. <laughs> awesome. So. Thank you for making that easy for everyone. So they can go to nataliehickson.com forward slash YLR. Totally. And then something else that I do is you can download that and you can fill out the tracker and email me confidential. It's all confidential. You can email me your answers for one trigger and I will make you a video and send it back to you with some more tips and Um, talk to you around that specific trigger to help you work through that. That is incredible. So smart. And what a great resource to be able to have. Thank you so much, Natalie. For sure. Yeah. And if people wanted to learn more about you, connect with you, where should we send them? Yeah. So I'm at nataliehickson.com. And then I hang out a lot on Instagram at nataliehickson. Fantastic. We will link to everything, Natalie, in the show notes in the description below on the podcast player that you are listening on. Now, Natalie, before we let you go, any last tip that you have for the working moms listening? Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that really happens for moms is they think they're alone, that nobody else is experiencing what they're experiencing. And I remember feeling that way when I was screaming at my kids, slamming doors, Um, just sharing more about what that destructive anger looks like. I would leave bruises on my daughter's arm and be afraid to send her to swim practice because what if they turned me in, right? And, And I just didn't know how to control it. And so as I worked through these things that I worked through with my clients, I understood I wasn't the only one and there was actually help out there. So I just, I share that with you because I don't want you to think that there's no help for you and that there's not somebody you can talk to and turn to. Don't sit there and think you're alone and that you can't get help. You can absolutely get help. And I'll tell you that the the stuff that my, it was my oldest who experienced the worst of it. Um, her and I's relationship is absolutely beautiful today. 
she's a teenager. I still get the teenagery eye rolls and stuff, but <laughs> our communication because of what I've worked through and, and what I've shared with you today and the process, because I, I practice what I preach here. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And she knows what happened way back then. And we've talked about it and I've shared, if there's anything that ever comes up for you that you feel, you know, that I need to talk to you about because of what happened as a child, talk to me so we can work through that. And that's the whole recovery piece, right? You're just, you are bringing everything full circle and you're teaching your kids, you're modeling to your kids, this is how you work through these emotions. And to think that your kids would grow up and not have those emotions is not true, right? So we have to model these things to our kids. So just wanted to like throw that out there that if you are sitting there going, oh my word, I thought I was alone. I didn't think there was anybody who could help me. You are not alone and there are people out there who can help you. Absolutely amazing. And I love that you that you not only say that, Natalie, but then you also live it out by offering the tracker and the video and all of the support that you have to be able to help moms. So thank you so much for all of the good that you're doing in this world. And I just pray that God would continue to bless everything that you're doing, bring the right people to you that really could need the special giftings that you have. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yes, thank you so much. One of the things I really loved about chatting with Natalie is that she's just so real and honest about her own experience with anger. And I think for all real and honest with ourselves, we all express anger, probably not in ways that we're proud of, 100% of the time. And that's what this series is all about, is helping us as moms being able to really look at ourselves and the way that we're showing up as moms and how we might be able to make some small changes to be the very best mom that we can be. Now, if there are other moms in your life that you feel like they could probably use some of the wisdom and tips that we're sharing in this series, I would hope that you would share this podcast with them because we have even more experts coming your way in the coming weeks with more wisdom to help you be the best mom you can be. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.